Are you seeking to broaden your horizons, to stay relevant and become future fit? Do you want to fuel your creativity and inspire innovation? Or are you simply looking to put the kapow back into your business? Then look no further. Join Carmen Murray, entrepreneur, innovator, and tech fundi with her big personality and presentation style as she interviews celebrities, alchemists, newsmakers, and business experts to discover the stories behind their success. The Carmen Murray Show will open your mind and help you turn knowledge into magic. Let knowledge be your superpower. And now, from Solid Gold Studios, here's your host, Carmen Murray. Hey, 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 Future Fit Tribe. Welcome back to yet another episode. And I'm so thrilled about this one today. Um, not many times in your life you can actually say that you're interviewing a princess. I am sitting here with Toya DeLazy and she is a Zulu princess from KwaZulu Natal and she's going to tell us all about um, her tribe and her life in royalty. But she's also released a phenomenal album that's going to take the world by storm. And I'm privileged to be one of the um, people to discuss with her the story behind the album Resurrection. And we're going to go deep today and we're going to have authentic conversation. But without further ado, recording artist, Zulu Princess, beautiful soul, welcome to the Carmen Murray Show. How are you? Hi, I'm great, Carmen. Um, how are you? Thanks for having me. Hi to is, is my energy Is my energy just too much for you? What? Is my energy How? just too much? <laughs> it's, it can go. It can even go higher. It can even go higher. <laughs> oh, actually, we vibrate high. We vibrate high. Okay, so before we get started, I came across Can Lions Festival. It's all about creativity. And there's this incredible um, video that's narrated by Chaka Sobani, um, Progress Through Creativity. And I want to read it for the audience because I think to understand creativity, we always detach ourselves from creativity and we think it's only certain people that have access to creativity, but we are all creative. And this is how it goes. Creativity is extraordinary. It can come from anywhere and exist in everyone. It's in her, in him, and in them. Blurring the lines between code and chaos, it can take any shape. Some of which you would never expect. Like all of us, like it's a work in progress. When I choose creativity, I take the harder path. The unfinished surge in pursuit of the exceptional. Sprint forward when there's no finish line. Creativity has the power to transform people, build business and shape society in a way that nothing else can. It walks with me every step of the way, through all stages and diversions. It's insight and inspiration, encouragement and connection, milestones of magic. Creativity is not only in anyone, but for everyone. Wherever you are, wherever you are, stay restless, aim higher, push forward. Wow. And that is exactly what you've done. And I would like to... Hit in with a question and start off by asking you, what was it like growing up as a Zulu princess? Give us context of what is the difference between being from a Zulu kingdom and being from the UK monarch. Give us the context behind the royalty and what life is like growing up as a princess. Hi, okay. Hi, Carmen. And thank you once again for that question. Um, hello to everybody who's viewing. Um, that's a really deep question, but I'll try my best to paint a picture. So actually, it wasn't fun because I felt really targeted from a young age. Um, when I started going to school, it was like 96 and it was just after apartheid, you know. So, I mean, it was after apartheid, but it hasn't completely dissolved. So I, as a princess, got targeted a lot. Um, at school and it's like they were trying to humble me but I didn't even know I was a princess it's like something the adults knew and they were just mean <laughs> and mm. 
and then yeah i just i didn't know why and then as i grew up because my family didn't tell me that i just thought i was just a regular kid you know like any other kid um so having my granddad who's in politics he's a politician one of the oldest uh Black liberation movements. Um, he 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 was leading it for a very long time. So I guess sometimes some of that wiped off onto us, his kids. And yeah, I, I don't. Nobody knew I was a princess. I think these files only came out as I as I started getting more popular. But it's really not something I really go out telling people because you know it's not something I've chosen. It's something that just came. I was kind of like born into it. So it's, how's the Zulu monarchy? It's it's a respectful place. Um, it's a very respectful place. And it seems now, usually before in history, the women were always the head of, of the home. That's how the Zulus are, are shaped. Even when it comes to courting, the woman is the one that goes first. <laughs> and she really? Was she, Girls, hey, we don't play the Zulus. We're the ones that court, hey! you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, so... The, the don't very, tell my husband. That girl, now he's going to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, definitely, we have been... We're we strong. We, as women, we're strong. We, like, lead the home. We, we hold the home together. The The... the the matriarch is everything, you know, um, and unfortunately, because of I'd say a bit of dabbling from the European monarchy, some of our values have also changed, you know, and it's almost starting to look like the UK monarchy, whereas they're reversed and they're Anglicans, you know. I mean, the Zulu family also has Anglican influence in it, but what I'm saying is that's the point for Zulus to be Anglicans. It's for me is wow, you know. It's there's so many things that don't align with well, especially my own spirituality, and I guess I started seeing those things mm. uh, where it felt mm. like I needed to start chipping pieces of who I was off, or mm. live a, living a way where I'd never be myself. So it was very hard to be proud of something like I grew up surrounded by very powerful institutions, religion, politics, royalty. And these things were telling me who I am meant to be. And society was expecting that child to come out, you know. And I was just suffocating in it all. So I think it just got to a point of trying to please you is not enough. I need to find me. Mm. And I'd rather follow that because anyway, I was dying trying to be everybody else, you know. So I just, it it, it was almost like, it's a tough word to say, but it, it was a decolonization that I, I, I went through. Better said as a rehabilitation. I had to rehabilitate myself from all that indoctrination and all those things that, honestly, I just came to earth and, you know, it's crazy when you get there and there's already a set of rules and like this is who you need to be, this is what's right. This, you know, it's a lot. So, yeah, it's been interesting for me. I mean, maybe some people wish for it, but I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 it's fascinating because if you look at the story between Meghan Markle, um, Princess Meghan Markle and, and Prince Harry, as a child, she always wanted to be a princess, oh. right? And it was just one thing. She, she manifested, and, and it manifested and she met Prince Harry and they fell in love and yeah. he hated living in royalty. And I don't know if you know, like recently, I mean, you, you I know, no, man, he's <laughs> been dropping them bombs. Yeah, like, yo. And he's left because, <laughs> but he's also like, if you look at his history, he's been very different. He's very unique and Human. a little bit of a rebel and outsider. And, you know, I have so much respect for, for people that, that find their authenticity and eventually live not just to serve others, but to serve themselves, because I think that's that's where you can, through yeah. self mastery, can make a difference, right? Absolutely, he inspires me. He's been one of my inspirations from a very young age. Being in royalty and finally having a glimpse of somebody who's not completely besotted in it, you know, it was mm. great. He's been an inspiration of mine. I hope to meet him one day. My granddad's met him already. But like, oh really? Not because I want us to rebel together, but maybe you know, it's just <laughs> <laughs> maybe he must dance to your music because he's got rhythm. Let me tell yeah, you that, and you know, Megan as well. <laughs> <laughs> I just think they're so inspirational. It's so hard when you come from a place like that to choose your life, to make your life. Have you seen how people have been dragging them? I mean, 
Of oh, course, no, they terrible. had to do what they had to do. And us, me watching from also a real perspective, it's it's like wow. I mean, it's tough. What they've done is not a joke. It's not easy to talk about the things that have traumatized us, especially when there's blood involved. So it's incredibly brave to protect their children. And um, yeah, I really love them. And I mean, because there's a lot of similarity between your story. If you look at you left South Africa and you're in the UK now, right? Yeah, you left your royalty and and you move to progress forward and become part of the melting pot and now that's what they've done and they've just been scrutinized for it have you felt that you've been scrutinized for leaving the tribe well i definitely felt isolated ignored and maybe some people hope that i'll just like come running back you know but I'm very, I was very determined and I've gone through really tough times with myself, extreme loneliness and solitude, you know, to get here. It hasn't been easy. I mean, you're talking to somebody who's already lost both parents, you know, mm-hmm. and last year I lost my grand. Like I've gone through quite a bit. When you lose those things, um, what else do you have? So this mm-hmm. music, more than just becoming music, it's been my salvation. It's all I have got. Otherwise, I'd have to which I I would hate, fall back on something that has suppressed me so much as a human being and as a female. It's interesting that that you're touching on that. I actually, I spoke to somebody else the other day and I think, I mean, I'm I'm one of those girls, like I treat everybody the same way, whether you, you are Meghan Markle or whether you are Barack Obama, I'm the same with everybody. And he came to me and he said to me, like, he's part of the Zulu tribe and we'll take his name offline. (laughs) But he was such a lovely guy and he he was talking about patriarchy. And I've always had this conception that the patriarchy is a very strong thing within the various cultures within South Africa. And recently I interviewed somebody else that specializes in African storytelling. And he yeah. told me about exactly what you just said about um, the woman being the matriarch and patriarchy actually came from colonization. colonization. I was yeah. like, oh yeah. my word. I never I ever know, thought right? that. And like, so know. the woman ran the villages. Yeah. Um, oh my God, everything. How on earth? And we grew up for centuries and we've, we didn't know that. Did you know, like when you see a quote and a quote says anonymous, that 90% of the time, it's a woman. Oh, my. No. Yes. Did you know when the women were doing their uh, um, PhDs, they started realizing, you know, through the activist movement, they, they wanted to do their PhDs on a woman. And they realized that there was no woman in history on the topic that they wanted to to cover. And this is where the feminist movement started and the women would get their PhDs and then burn it as a sign to say that they had to do their PhD on a man. Mm. And it's just, I mean, I think that through this, we all can get together and we can all heal together. And I love also what your, what your music is standing for. Um, one thing that I think is standing out for me right here, right now, is the importance and audience do listen to this and take this advice is don't inherit somebody else's value system. You have to have your own value system. Exactly. That's why religion is a bit weird, especially when it's enforced. It's a belief system. A belief system needs to be for yourself. I was in places where they use the belief system to carry out their own narratives. So what do you own when somebody takes your faith? What do you have on earth? If somebody takes your Mm. faith, how do you even believe in yourself? You know, it's a very painful process. And what they mixed up, gratitude is known throughout Africa. Every culture has a way of saying thank you to the universe for a new day. And that was monetized. Like when you realize Mm. what was done, it's like, of course, people can't leave their faith because they feel like they live in God. And now they need to follow what you're saying because you are the spokesperson all of a sudden of God. And we never had that. Uh, Ubuntu, Africans always knew about God. I mean, there's names for God that are ancient that the Zulus used to use. There's so many. And, th- and, these, and these describe God, you know, so we knew God. But, you know, that mix up there really almost tainted something so beautiful, such as gratitude. I almost lost that after going to a Christian school that totally destroyed me, literally. 
like mentally and yeah they just took my identity and I was like this is you and to break out of that is because now your family is also like you need to go to you in the school you have to do well but like to do well you have to follow the rules and if you don't you fail so it's like each time you're just losing chunks of who you are at the end you're nothing that's how it, it was just I can't explain like it's too deep to explain it's I, nobody would no, understand I, I completely hear you yeah until you're there you know it, no, nobody can walk in those shoes and I, I'm also just thinking how brave you are how courageous you are it's taken because a long time it's not just about it's taken a long time but look at you now like you are so respected i posted that i'm going to you know you you, you did a video and i posted it um and that <laughs> you know this interview is is happening and um people were like oh my <laughs> word like you are so loved by so many people oh. because you you're real you're authentic but importantly is something that i have so much love and respect for is the fact that being a royal very religious being bullied at school still you had the courage to become you and knowing that you are different and it's and, and celebrating it and i mean you're part of the lgbtq um community yeah and i think it's beautiful but it's also sad because religion punishes you for that so that now you're facing another form of ostrac uh, being ostracized yeah right and it's just coming from different angles and you actually have so much more to deal with than an ordinary person. And not that I'm yeah. taking away from anybody. We all have a story and we all go through a difficult time. What was that conversation like to say, hey, this is me? I think it was after I, met, I left that mission. I was 18. My mom had just passed away. And on top of that, they used that situation to try keep me on the narrow like saying oh she passed because of not following god's which wasn't true it was an accident i was 18. i don't think you understand the level of trauma i went through so i was petrified mm. about going into the real world and i wanted to just stay there and hide but i was already in in grade 12 so i had to leave and then here i was outside in the world with no mom yes i, I mean i got my family but you know it's it's parents are everything it's that it's that it's just yeah it's one of those feelings that i'm glad i got to experience at least in my life you know um so then i was just literally doing nothing just lying around in the uh, at the palace at home like just doing nothing really i was just depressed <laughs> i don't know what to say i was just depressed and then eventually i was like if I don't love myself, no one's going to love me because nothing was happening. My depression mm -hmm. wasn't spoken anyone to be like, yo, you okay? Like, how could we, you know, everything mm -hmm. was all right. The trauma from the school was all right. It was brushed under the carpet. I had nobody to talk to. So music was my healing point. And honestly, even while I was there, I used to go play piano. I, I started playing mm -hmm. piano from nine and the sounds always healed me. It felt like a place... I could breathe and forget about stuff, you know? It's like that moment mm -hmm. of um, Zen. And I could speak. I could actually say what I was mm -hmm. feeling. Because the, the toughest thing about any mental block is not being able to articulate what you're going through. So music started to be that platform mm -hmm. for me. And then I was just like, my only option right now is to get to university and study jazz. Because it's the only thing I can do naturally. It's the only way in. Like, I'm not going to... I mean, they expected me maybe to do IT. I did a bit of IT, but that's not where it was. Like, the point where I was happy and free and not, and I don't feel like I'm working or panicking and just flowing, you know, like you and Z was music. So I was just like, after that, I left home and 18, yeah, and I went to university in Durban. Uh, my dad at the time was alive, so... It was, yeah, and then I, I, made, I managed to just get enough money for registration. And people are shocked, like, why? They think, oh, princess and stuff. Well, my, I still lived with my mom at times, you know. And we had a regular life with my mother. Like, it wasn't like fancy or anything. We had a regular life. I know the life of every South African. I know how it's like to struggle to get into university. I know how it's like to squat. I squatted for a whole year. I couldn't get accommodation, mm. you know. And these are sure. things I can't talk about because you always have to keep up a facade 
and that's why I think finally breaking sure. the facade and being like, I'm, I'm suffering. I need to choose me because otherwise, what happens? We die and people just like, oh, mm. move on. Uh, like You know, but there were real issues going on. So thank God, though, I was happy for all of it. The fact that I could get out of that entire realm of toxicity mm. was enough. I didn't mm. care I was squatting. I was going out to school. I could study, even though it was a tough ride, but like I was in school and I could study jazz and I had teachers and I was learning something and they saw potential in me. So I, I grew from uh, just a classical pianist into a jazz pianist. And, and then I started like playing some of these songs for my friends and they were like, dude, you can sing. Like, uh, why don't you come to the pub? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you come to the pub? I love it. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, I'll come to the pub, any show. So I started playing at the Winston Pub in Durban. Honestly, my first audience was three people, two friends and the sound engineer. But I, I sang. I was there for it and I got paid with a beer. Listen to that. <laughs> you see, it started with three people. And look at you today. Three people. Yeah. Yeah, this is important to know. Yeah, and and so you you so so now right you you discover that you've got better talents than you even imagined. You're now living free, <gasps> and um, traveling the world. I, I mean, you were everywhere, and uh, you were even and I, I saw you in campaigns, and um, I think you were working with um, you're a Powerpuff girl. Yeah. You were a Powerpuff girl. First black girl. Um, first African yeah, it's the first black one. Yeah. And she's from like, South um, Africa. Phenomenal. <laughs> exactly. And she's got some sass. Um, and then at some point, there's a there's a turning point in, in your career and in, in creativity. So you've won so many awards, right? BET, I think I saw that you've won BET awards. Talk about, a little bit about yeah. your, your musical journey. Yeah. Okay, so... Wow. So imagine now after I've left that school, hey, and I was still scared, eh? I still had my hair shaved short because I don't <laughs> want God to judge me. They literally told us if you play with your hair, you don't like the way God made you and you will burn in hell. Like burning in hell is not a joke. You don't really? threaten people with fire. It's just like not a vibe. Like you don't want you don't want the person you're grateful to to burn you in hell. And like imagine like so I'd plait my hair sometimes and I'd feel pretty and then I'd start having these mental shutdowns like, oh my God, God's going to kill me. Like if I die, I'll go, to, you know, I'd, oh, it was messy. So going to Durban, I started meeting humans, I feel. <laughs> Other people, normals, <laughs> normal people. And I started learning the world. And I was so open to it because I, number one, music, I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music. TV was called the devil's box. So... It was the, I, I mean, at home, I could. been raised in the same household. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> It's lit, lit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Yo? Yo? <laughs> I know, it's come hectic. a long way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, imagine, oh, yeah. so like, yeah. oh, the relief of meeting normal people. You know, I started wearing pants a bit because we weren't allowed to wear skirts. Women wearing skirts <laughs> is satanic as well. Like, you know, Jay, it's all in the same yeah. WhatsApp So I and started wearing wear, pants. Did, did, did you not also have to wear stockings? Did what? you also have to wear stockings? Nah, nah, nah. That's too far. Like stockings. Uh, was it not that far? Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Well, if, if possible, you weren't allowed to wear pants. I remember this one time I wore leggings and I was like the joke of the house, literally. Because I had leggings. And like, oh, gay dog. Like, I was like, guys, come on. <laughs> like, get over it. It's a legging. Oh my I was God. 17. <laughs> But anyway, you, you know what? I, <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, what, what, listening to this is crazy. It's been a wild ride. I, I really, I'm, I'm grateful to be alive. It's not even, it's mad, you know. And it's not like I'm the only, I'm not the only one. That's the saddest part. So many haven't made it mm. out, you know. Mm. So, some of my mm. friends are, I could swear right now, that's how messed up they are severe depression mm. like mm. Oh, it's a lot it's it's very it's very sad and i feel that i can have this conversation with you and with the audience as well i'm a person i draw energy from people 
if I was with you and having you around me, you and I will have such a blast and, and our energies will just like explode. It's Turn almost up. like a, when I touch people, they shock. Wow. Like, since a little girl. Yeah, like they would go, like you literally see the blue light. I've got a superpower. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, but anyway, my husband, when he tries to give me a kiss, you static. You literally sometimes see the static blue. Like, he's sometimes so, so careful. It's oh. crazy. But maybe it's the clothes I wear. Maybe it's my hair. I don't know. Static um, electricity anyway, I'm is a wild thing. I'm full of electricity. <laughs> so Good. You're vibrating during, high. During, <laughs> so during the lockdown, um, having people taken away from me, was all, I started developing social anxiety. No. Oh which is strange. So yeah. I actually don't feel comfortable at the moment being around that, having started uh, my journey with a therapist, oh. um, starting to develop mental illness, um, mental health, where I'm working so hard, three to four hours sleep, my brain shutting down, my creativity shutting down. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, a lot of people are ashamed to talk about this, but I think it's an important conversation. And I went to go and sit with my doctor, also because strokes run in our family. Um, it was a very tough conversation. And my doctor said to me, Carmen, if you don't start sleeping your six to eight hours a day, you won't be able to live your dream of your business, your um, the big goals that you have for your life you know, you might be, you might have a stroke or you're going to lose your, your sense of creativity. And the only way you're going to be able to get it back is through lots of sleep. Hmm. You kind of feel like everybody around you is saying the same thing. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Hmm. And you feel like people don't have compassion for your story when you tell people close to you, because then they compare their story to yours. Hmm. And in that moment, you realize, hmm. holy crap, this is actually freaking big. Yeah. One in three people are suffering from mental health illness. We now have a mental health pandemic. We do. There's no support structure. I feel like there's oh, no... None. And, and, and um, my psychologist spoke about, um, like, for example, Alcoholics Anonymous hmm. or um, codependency. He says the worst one um, that, that's out there is the codependency get together where people that suffer from codependency that needs treatment because that is actually where they get enabled really yeah so if you look at alcoholic anonymous they get together in a group and they talk their problems out you get the same for codependency there's there's groups where people get to be together talking with psychologists and rehabilitators about their problems of codependency but apparently the codependency meetings is the enabling place for them. How? Getting, uh, getting into that support structure because of codependency. So oh. I, I feel like we don't have enough support for, for people going through mental health. There's oh, not a lot of brave conversations saying. happening. Yeah, so if you also, for example, think about uh, medical AIDS, um, when you tell the medical aid that AIDS that you suffer from anxiety, right? Mm. Um, or you have had depression before, anything like that, your premium increases. Huh. Wow, they're cold. Um, so I'm just wondering, you know, what is the healthcare industry doing to support the health pandemic that we currently have? What transparent conversations needs to happen? People are denying their mental health because they are petrified that they might lose their jobs because Ooh. there's still the stigma about it and that's why like prince harry i have so much admiration lady gaga mm -hmm. like they all come out and they say listen guys this is serious yeah. and lady gaga got um, fibromyalgia that illness where you complete your body gets completely paralyzed Oof. although you are Oof. present um God she forbid. got that from um she was raped <gasps> she suffered from anxiety denied the anxiety took all the medication mm. never got the treatment for it and mm. that's how she got fi fibromyalgia and now it's a lifetime disease that she needs to suffer with hey. people don't 
deal with their mental health, you could get, you can become bipolar, you know, mm-hmm. like you need, you need you to need deal to with it, with but thing. you can't hide on, on medication, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like how did you cope through, you know, especially as an artist, because I mean, I think this was also a very scary time for everybody that didn't have secure jobs. You are, you were either in the jo- right job at the right time. Like I'm in digital yeah, yeah. Um, and in marketing. The people are living um, it up. So, huh? Living it up yeah. in the city, like I like I can sing like Bruno Mars for you. <laughs> God damn! Whoa. But anyway, um, de- <laughs> it's good. No, it's the only words I can remember. <laughs> but then you have people that, like for example, artists that felt paralyzed through the pandemic, mm-hmm. and you know what now? Like I can't have a concert. I, you know. How do I make money? How am I going to survive? I mean, what did you go through the moment this pandemic happened? Woo. So basically, I just dropped um, Funani. And that was like, I envisioned Afarev. I knew what it was. And now I was ready to go. And we had just dropped Funani. It was on Boiler Room uh, best as one of the best videos of 2020 shot with Carl Lewis and wow. so it was ex- an exciting time March so I was planning to finally go home maybe for a bit do some touring you know just start propagating the gospel of Afro rave um only to lockdown happens and everything gets pulled off everything and already I mean you're talking to somebody who 2015 I went to independent so I'm funding everything by myself I'm working just me and Ali like my manager so it, it, we were like a team of two, so everything counts, you know, especially mm. when you move to the UK. It's not a joke, that pound. When Especially when politicians can say whatever, next thing, it's like, it's 22 to a rand, you know? Mm. Like, a rand is, is 22 rand and a, to the pound, you know? Like, it's, yeah, when that happens, your budgets get sliced, you know? And, yeah. and, it, and it makes it really, really, really difficult. So we had already been going through that, I mean... You know, I because I've been here six years now, so a lot of things happen. You know, whether it was Zuma must fall, then there's a dip or, or whatever. You know, like there there'd been a lot of these incidences. So finally, I get to this point, we're standing, and I'm like, okay, now we're about to go. And then COVID did what it did. Yeah. So, and already I was, you know, I was really in a tight space. My grand grandmother had just passed away. I didn't even go home for the funeral because sure. here I am pushing this thing and I'm also a million miles away, you know. Mm. And um, it felt like, oh my goodness, has it all been for nothing? Because there was no support from government. There was no support from anybody. We were stranded. We were alone. We had no support. Nobody cared. Nobody, like, nobody cared. We had nobody to turn to as artists and it was really sad i tried to help a lot of my fans like i had a 10k giveaway for immediate needs like i think i sent about 70 people 250 just for immediate because people were suffering like the messages i got in my inbox i was like i need to start a foundation like i I, and i did it called kawe foundation and there i'm hoping to like yeah help people you know especially in the townships like girls that look up to me and those people that were struggling so bad like there was a dad with like four kids and now we can't go to work because it's locked down and and in South Africa I don't know if you guys remember how intense it was people were getting shot for beers we're forgetting yeah. about this now people are getting shot and killed the army was 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 tripping out in those streets mm. like treating people like that like triggering the past because like we have a really unhealthy relationship with authority because of the past and how authority has abused its power so it was a tough time seeing that because i'm very close to people um this is you know it was a lot and on top of that my own stuff you know no funding going in i was just living on savings (laughs) my south african rand was getting chowed because <laughs> things were just low. <laughs> it was going sideways. <laughs> oh, frugal innovation. Yeah, so, um, it was tough. <laughs> it was tough. Um, and all I, that's what, what this album did. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to finish this album. I don't know what's going to happen next. All I can do now is just finish this project. This is all I had. And that's what mm-hmm. we did. I just started hitting up my friends' studios, Joy's, Joy Anonymous, Raph Riley. And we just would hang. We'd just get there and 
whatever we're feeling on the day, talk about it. It became therapeutic. And that's what you'll find with these songs. They're really therapeutic. And something we've added to it is that they're all going to be translated. So even though they're in Zulu, the poetic meaning is going to be revealed. Um, and you'll oh, wow. understand, you know, because there's power in language. The fact that people don't understand doesn't mean it's, uh, you know, not valuable. Every language is powerful. And I think noticing how suppressed our languages have been and how languages are dying out. Mm. It came upon me to be like, yo, I need to. The words came in Zulu, you know, like that's how I write. You know, it's, it's intuitive. It's, it's feelings. It's pure. It's real. It's what and I'm it's going fluid, through. So the, you know? Yeah, it's, it has to be. If, if it's like pulling yeah. teeth, maybe it's not the vibe, you know. I need to like step back and do something else. So then the words came and a, a song that's just come out as well as part of the pre-order is Teeny. And that is about mental health in the black community. How we deny it, acting like it's not there. Mm. It's like there's many topics we haven't visited, like the effects of apartheid and the fact mm. that we all should have gotten psychological, psychiatric or sangoma help, whatever, spiritual yeah. help instead of religious um rule further you know because we're already yeah. broken at that point and we all of us did not have the tools to deal with what yeah. had just happened because we must understand apartheid programmed both the enslaved and the enslaver you know we were yeah. both programmed so yeah it's a mess it's everybody needed therapy everybody needed whether you call it decolonization or rehabilitation we needed rehabilitation that has not happened we've been I just dragging so these wounds that. We've been dragging mm. these wounds all along. And thinking of my people, like the traumas of the traumas of the traumas that they've been dragged, that they're still not dealing with, you know? Like when I say it's even affected the royal house, you know, the way that the rules, foreign rule influenced and, you know, impacted us, you know? It was, it's a big change um, because through that we lost our blackness. Or I say I refuse to be called black because black is just a... Uh, I, it's, I don't think it's a term. I'm Zulu, you know? It's, it's just a... Black is just a label. It's who you are. Yeah, no, yeah exactly. I'm Zulu. Black. I'm Zulu. Black is just the color. Yeah. It's like just painting yeah. over something and calling it back. It's like calling people colored. We need to know where these yeah. people come from. They need to know their history. They do not know. And, and it's sad because I've spoken to a lot of people that identify as colored. And I'm like, but where are you from? You know, like, I'm sure there's... But they, there's a history of... Because I at least know, and I guess I'm privileged. I'm one of the privileged few to know my history, to know what the Zulus have done, fighting the British in 1879, mm. winning in Sanjwana, that we fought for our values. I can track some things down, and, and knowing that is empowering. I, I hope you know a bit of your history too, whatever it may be, you know, but it's still empowering. I just know, know the your... food trackers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the four trackers is all I know, and my and um I don't know much about my about my family um, yeah. tree and family. I, I did not immerse myself in, into the culture. I, I kind of um I actually had a conversation with somebody else um recently, and some people find it offensive, but I'm very detached from my Afrikaansness. Um, okay, because I mean I grew up also very very strict like you know i was told how to think Beats. what to say how yeah. to be what to listen what Whoa. how i show up in the world i was being a people pleaser um have gone through a lot of um you know sexual um oh, my darling. Uh, abuse at a very mm -hmm. young age before yes. I, I i lost my innocence yeah. um, at a time you shouldn't have lost the age it. of three years old yeah, um, it's tragic, and man. you know those kind of things. But I mean, I'm I'm free from it. I yeah. I feel that it's it's been my enabler to see the world differently and also have compassion for people coming from different angles. Yeah, um, I would bring people closer in. So the other day, um, somebody said to me, "We're in a group of people, and um, have you noticed that you're the only white person?" And I was like, <laughs> "Really? I didn't even recognize that." I, I I'm like. I, I honestly didn't see it in, in that perspective. And I was like, but why would you say something like that? Yeah. Um, why, why? It's like going to a party and saying, my gay friend over here, I would like to introduce you to wow, my gay like, friend yo, over here. Why are you saying gay friend? You don't friend? need to say that. It's just a just human say being. friend. Yeah. Like it's treat people with, with humanity. And, and, I, and I totally agree with you. Mm. It, color, like or what, color or, or anything or sexuality. You don't call people like that. That's rude. It's like saying, hey, the guy with the big head. It's like, no, you don't say that. He may have a big head, but no. describe him another way. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so 
stop. You know, it's really nothing. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You've got lots of people there that you can talk about there. But um, but I, I'm totally with you on that. And I have to share something very interesting with you. So yeah. I'm currently um, doing my postgraduate diploma in management practice um, at Henley Business School. It's hard. Girl, it's hard. Anyway, I'm not going to go into. It's very hard. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. I'm not going to lie, but I'm also. It's very. Um, it's all about self mastery because in order for you to lead, you need to master thyself. Ah. So there's been. No. It's, it's been a hard journey, mm-hmm. and then also dealing with psychologists on the side and it's like so good. it's a total transformation. It's good, but it's so. It is so good, oh, and I, I highly love recommend that the school system. <sighs> yeah. Oh, you can't. I mean, like, they should have them at, at school from the ages of five, I know. six. Like, it's it's something so important. But blow up. Are, exactly. I mm. mean, like, I have to share the most interesting story. So we have a project that we have to do for one year. It's like um, systems thinking where you solve a critical problem. And our team selected youth development through that you have to do literature review and then you have to go out and do field work and have an understanding currently the un- the youth unemployment is sitting on 75 percent i know we have a young population it's two-thirds so of our population is under the is like our median age is 19 um what does this mean for the future of south africa and one of the the biggest things that came out through the interviews with mpos and ngos was two things these children or the, the youth move towards crime. They have no option. So we can't judge them. They need re- rehabilitation. We need to empower them to, to, to be self-sustainable by learning how to, to create from, from, from themselves, yes. for themselves. Um, but, but the psychological impact that they are experiencing is so insane. And what, what worries me the most is like you and I are privileged because we can have access to a therapist, but they don't. So, so, so they don't know how to, to navigate through, through life and don't have the tools. And then the NGOs and MPOs say that they are in desperate need of psychologists, not just for the youth, but for them to deal with the trauma of the social ills that these the, the youth is going yeah, through. Yeah, no, it's messy. Like, it's just one big mess. Yeah, and and another thing, for example, what you, you're talking about now, what is the first thing that people go to then to numb the pain? It's alcohol. Well, of course, they, then the youth is on alcohol and drugs and the only fun is in, you know, then, of course, I know because I've been there and I had to heal my relationship with alcohol. It has to be healed. I It was my... For, for a long time, I, like, I didn't know how to deal with my trauma. And I drank. I just drank. I just partied it up. But it got to a point where it was like, yo, you're going to kill yourself. And I, I've got an uncle who died of alcoholism, you know. And I've, mm. I've got a cousin as well. It was that. And also I found out he was bipolar later. And, you know, it's so sad because that disconnect, people die in that disconnect, mm. you know. And it's something so simple. That's what I'm happy that I, I found it. But had I wish I knew sooner, you know, but you know, it's it's just like that's why there's alcoholism and all of that. People are just trying to numb the pain. That's all Cope. it's about. It's yeah. painful, and they tell exactly. me. Imagine going and you get a PhD and you still can't get a job. Like this is what people are saying. People are suicidal. Mm. It's a mess. And 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 politicians, what are they doing? They're busy eating the cash. Like it's it's just a matter of time before this blows up, like and really badly. Because once you push somebody into a corner enough, the, the last it's it's instinct. Try it with an animal; it, it can mm. be so nice. But once it's pushed to its limit, it'll bite. And I don't know what that's gonna look like, but it's what I'm seeing is desperation. You know, that's why this album also has come at a time we've lost our king, we lost our queen. That's as a nation, you know, it's like, what a, sure. what can they get? What, what is it now we stand for? You know, it's to remind them we are strong, we, you know, and to now show ways of healing. It's all about healing now. You know, there's really no other thing that's worth talking about. We should be just talking about healing and focusing on, on that. But I can only do my part with the music 
because that's my gift and I'm and I'm giving it fully, you know, like I can do my mm. part in that way, but we need to do more as a, as a as a, co- a society, you know. And us that have learned thank you for your platform because mm. now we can share these things. It's not easy to talk about rape at such a small age. And it's sad that we've experienced these things, you know. Things that we shouldn't be experiencing in our innocence, you know, that scars for life, you know. It's it hasn't been an easy life, but I know it's only going to get better from here. You know, mm. but I mean, the, the the upside to this is the resurrection. That's what I'm saying. And We're before, back. <laughs> the upside is the resurrection yes, when yes. you get born again. Yes, yes. And you come Reclaiming. back, and that's transformed. The healing. <laughs> We're healing because break through hell and go to heaven. <laughs> so we're going to just play a tune from Toya's album. And then we're going to talk more about the rhythms and, and how everything came together and the beats and ah, yeah. all of that. Yeah. Okay. Wow, that was resurrection. Right. So we've talked about all of these dark moments and all of a sudden it is like the rebirth. Your creativity was reborn and you are spreading the beats of Africa with rave. Now, hello. I did rave in the 90s. We used to have foam parties, oh. right? What on earth? <laughs> you remember those foam parties? What is that? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you're too young. But anyway, we used to have foam parties. Okay, well, maybe you should, you, should, you should do a foam party with this one. <laughs> it could be very therapeutic. Glowing bubbles. No, I'm joking. You don't know what a foam party mm-hmm. is. <laughs> is it a party with lots of foam? Yes, it's exactly How that. How do you make like the they, foam? They used do you to just have like, bubble like, machine? Like the foam used to be like up to your shoulders and then you nah. you will dance in the foam. <laughs> I am Y'all going to send you a clip, but you can see it. Yeah? <laughs> it used to be my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I love but um, anyway. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> this is the childhood innocence there. Yeah. Talk to me about how did you bring these beats together and and. You know, healing, you would think that you would go with a more, you know, calm, <laughs> relaxed kind of vibe. And here you're going, rave, like full on. Yeah. Talk to me about that. It's pent up energy. Everything. It's a release. This is a release. I want whoever's listening to let go. This is the point. If you can't let go of all these things, if like the seed doesn't let go of the soil, it will never grow into a tree. You may have been buried. We are seeds. But you got to let go and trust the process and grow. So you got to let go. Um, so in, in Zulu, in Lamu, you got a lot of drums. I've always loved drums. And like I saw the connect when I was introduced to Rave and how it made me feel. You kind of have this outer body experience where you just lost in the music. And it takes you there. And those moments are the golden ones. Those are the moments where you let go. And everything is, you know, the biggest gift you can give to the universe is being at peace with yourself. When you're at peace with yourself, you're at peace with the universe, you're aligned, you are manifesting, you know. So all these things were blocking us from manifesting, you know. So you need a beat that wakes up your, your heart chakra. You need to feel that. You need to feel that moment. You need to understand. And so the yeah, rhythm right. counts a lot. And of course, the words. Music is a very, for me at least, a very spiritual thing. It's, it's As I said, it's always been about healing, you know. So... The beats counts. And honestly, after lockdown, who wants a slow jam? Not me. I'm trying to rave it out. Yes. I'm trying to rave <laughs> it out. <laughs> so <laughs> I love it. I love it. You you should do like the Jerusalem. We should get Cyril Ramaphosa to announce now when he's going to announce a level three. Some sort of dance that goes with resurrection. Resurrection. Right. You must, you must do like a dance move, <laughs> but please make it easy that we can all do it. Because listen, the amount of times that I have tried to do the Jerusalem, I, still can't I have done it. Eh? I still can't do it. <laughs> I've stepped on toes. I've hurt people, and it wasn't even on purpose. It's just like I end up going the wrong way. It's like it's it's proper legit, but I'll learn it. I'll learn it. I, I I'll do. But it. you know what? what? It unites. What? 
learning from each other to to do from to each dance. other's cultures and yeah, you know to fun. dance together i it is so much fun it is. um like i'm just trying to so, tell you it's not so, an easy dance so don't feel bad even i <laughs> it's like it's so lit oh really no it's really lit come on like, toya <laughs> i don't know can, like, you, can you show us a move of what move jerusalem no. your dance yeah we have to have a dance move Oh, I, that's like Shakira's one. Da 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 da. Resurrected my China. I can do that. <laughs> Chakra. Chakra's Ooh. aligned, feeling divine. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, tell me what what's the uptake on the album? When are you dropping? Where is it dropping? Okay, so June eighteen. It's finally out for the world to enjoy. Worked with amazing producers from the UK, from South Africa. Resurrection, you should be proud. Produced by a South African from Peter Maritzburg. His name is Mshi. Very underground, humble guy, sweet guy. And it was so nice to collaborate with him. But he's got the rave spirit. He gets it. You know, the fine line between Om and rave. So the whole thing is about putting worlds together. You know, we've been through all this pain. We know it. It's about now uniting through rave and just raving it out, you know, raving it out, talking if we need to talk, you know. Um, and that's what I love. The people I've collaborated with here, Joy Anonymous, like, imagine you come to the UK and then all of a sudden I I felt to rap in Zulu to him. Like, they're telling me I got the buzz for Shamaka. So I'm rapping. And then these guys hear it and they're like, oh my goodness, they love the anomatopoeia. They love the clicks. They just loved it. And they were like, what does it mean? Luckily, I'm, of course, I'm not swearing people out. And um, it's just telling a story. And that's how it started. One producer and a really big one. I was really lucky. Rough Riley heard me rapping a cypher and he was like, oh, dude, let's do studio. And then we made Goma, the first song. And then that's how Afro was born. But I'm just showing you, it was the meeting of two different cultures. And we found a, a way of communicating. And that's what it's, it's become. And, and I love the unity. I'm all about the unity. I think when I talk about issues, it's to see how we can unite, not to point fingers in the eye. It's, it's too late for that now. Yeah. It's like healing our clock. Yeah. It's healing our clock. Yeah. It's unite, don't fight. Yes. It's like and talk, yes. talk it out. Comfortable conversations are also, power, and, are also growth. Uncomfortable, sorry. Yeah. I I I I, t I totally agree because I I think also if there's one thing I've learned this year is perspective and looking at life through different lenses. Yeah. I think that takes courage. Yeah. To look at how you have experienced life through your lens yeah and then there's the all these lenses and you need to find a middle ground and that's yeah. the story um yeah. storytelling is something i'm very 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 passionate about and in any shape or form you know i get goosebumps like like the weirdest stuff but i mean like if i think yeah. when i i traveled overseas i was on the ships for um four and a half or yeah years yeah and um long and eh? we it was just so it was long they set off africans they don't last longer than How's six months they okay? and they go back yeah. <laughs> i loved it because oh, there were so many nationalities and and meeting all these people in their cultures and oh, oh, yes, I, I, I even still remember a sentence from Bulgaria. Iskam da igraya varhu masata. It took a month to learn that what sentence. What does it mean? But it means I want to dance on the table. Ah, I want to dance on girl, the table. You a party animal. So that's the song you've been learning. Listen to resurrection. Varhu masata. Zvugi. But yeah. But but the thing is is like if you think of like some of the songs like um, that we always used to listen there it it was Spanish or it was suavemente and then you know like you know I worked with him yeah I worked with him actually Elvis Crespo no yeah last year so there's a song in the pipeline we'll see if we release it it's it's kind of crazy please I don't know I don't know we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see. Oh my goodness, that and was our cool song. Guy. We used he's to really dance. Nice. Yeah. 
It's so cool. It's like, um, and Eros Ramazotti, I think like that was the other thing. Like we were like, it was just like, you know, sometimes people can be so snob, snobbish about music. Yeah. Like, you know, I only listen to the genre or and oh, I am like, stale. expand like yeah. classic. I Love like it. that. You've got that background. That's why we can have a conversation. I can't speak with people that haven't left their doorstep. There's nothing we're going to be bonding about because you do not understand how this world functions. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I'm it's hysterical. Serious. But I have to, t- I must tell you, my music connection is as follows. So my name was suppo- supposed to be Zane, right? Yeah. Zane Voldish. My, my, my first name was Voldish. And my mom had this operation. It was reversing sterilization. She was on her back for nine, for nine months. It was the first time for this to be done in South Africa. So she was on her back mm. and she used to put the teacup on her stomach. And every time when Carmen Opera played on the radio, I used to kick the cup of tea off her stomach. So the family agreed to call me Carmen Zane Mari. And... I have always loved music. Oh. Like, like it's, it's like I love music, <laughs> but I just don't spend enough time listening to um, music because of my ADHD. I can't listen to music and work, you know. <laughs> but wow. um, yeah. But that's I understand. So sorry, and yeah, and my name means song. So it's a good conversation you are having here, All right? There is a connection. So, Twitter. I wish we had more time. To continue this conversation, it has been like one of the most best experiences. I think I'm going to have you back and I think we need to have more deep conversations. What do you say? Let's talk. I'm here for a good talk. Let's talk. Mm. Let's talk. Bring more friends into the room and let's have combos. Yeah, let's learn. Let's Um, grow. I'm just keen. I've learned a lot from you today. Let's just culture exchange and like do the human thing. Let's human. Give me a Zulu word that I can pronounce and that the, the audience can learn that we should know. Ubuntu. 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 Yes, and, and, and tell people what Ubuntu, Ubuntu is a very important word here. Yes, it's our African religion. And it means I am because you are. Ubuntu, Ubuntu ngabantu. So it teaches us respect, irregardless of how the person is, whether they differently abled, sexuality, color. We are uh, people of respect. And without respect, there is no future. So, Sinobuntu. So, Ubuntu. Always remember that. Umuntu, Umuntu, Ngabantu. I am because you are. Beautiful. What a way to finish off. Thank you so much. That was so incredible. I had so much fun. Bye and thank you. We're going we're gonna to sing you out with a song. Um, Tini, come on. Listen to this. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. Kali for shorts, I come John Dolls, Pupang Ezul, Gossip and Dool, Nazi Kukul, Nazi Kukul, Swell and Fall, Ozum Kumbo, Let's Go Tool. Lang a shorn, Kandunga corn, Tembunga bone. On that jig, a jig, a sega, vega, kea, clivia, piga, kid, the tela, the dula peel, quickly, please, a shinchy sim, he he he, peck up a tin, pepper, leg up, belly sin, manju, colon, colotin, manju, colon, colotin, manju, colo, colo, colotin, manju, colon, colotin, colon, colotin, manju, colon, colotin, colon, colotin, manju, colo, colo, colotin, manju, colon, colotin. Ah, tin, manch, colon, 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 colon,
Yeah. 